0: Disenfranchised from everything
2: well, I fall up and I fall down An American Loser the
3: day I was born Guys, uh, welcome back to, uh, we're trying something weird here. There's a chance it's not going to work, okay? Let's just get that out in the open. Uh, we're doing a live episode of American Loser for the one-year anniversary. Got some awesome guests here. Uh, first of all, just have to say, where are we first of all, Kahuna? Shared Universe podcast studio, baby. Come and, on. And we always say Mike and Ming are taking great care of us, but what better way to take care of us than to actually come and hang <laughs> out? There you the go. Show. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. In the house. Mike and Ming's... Uh, you guys, this is your whole studio, man. Every, this show does not happen without you guys. I, I love both of you. Thank you for being here today, man.
4: Yeah, of course. And uh, this studio doesn't happen without you because we are rent to pay. That's... And, uh,
2: <laughs> we are not a nonprofit organization <laughs> here, Sorry, folks. No, <laughs> that's yeah, so true. But
4: I, I read a post that you put up today uh, uh, memorializing a Commemorating the first, the, the, the one year anniversary, and you were like, Yeah, and I, I love that you said, you know, this is a dream that you've had for a couple years, and uh, you know, uh, it was you, beautiful,
0: man. Yeah, and it's <laughs> true, I'm, and, I'm, I'm
3: and it gets better every time because you guys help us with it. We didn't have a kahuna
2: in mind, there I'm was no <laughs> Ming. right, right, right. Yeah. I love the fact that Ming's like memorialized, so yeah, he's, I was, I was he's like dancing <laughs> on your grave, <laughs> right. like you know, I didn't think they were gonna last.
1: I, I chose nice the wrong economy. word. English isn't my first language. So, uh. Yes,
2: it is.
1: Don't lie to people. <laughs> it's not Better to either. be commemorated than memorialized. Exactly. You know? I like yeah, when
3: people meet Ming and they say, uh, they hear his accent a little bit. They say, where are you from? And he goes, oh, Ohio. Yeah, Cle- <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio, everybody. Born and born and raised. Youngstown. Uh, yeah, our other guest right here, uh, one, uh, a returning guest from the podcast uh, on our shoeless Joe Jackson episode for the Chicago Black Sox, the team that threw the uh, the World Series, my buddy Mark Riccadona back in the house. Thank you, Thank for being you. so much for yeah. having and,
2: me. I just have to allegedly through. Well played. All right. right. Allegedly
3: (laughs) through. Legal Zapsic on that one. (laughs) 1919
1: World Series. And uh, of course. Denied, denied, (laughs) denied. Denied
5: always.
3: The uh, the guy that, uh, honestly, when I was first trying to come up with this idea, this idea started as a book. American Loser was going to be a book. And uh, then I just realized how much effort goes into that. You can just <laughs> right. you can just talk instead of write. But um, the guy I was pitching the ideas to all the time that I was having the conversations with to see if he thought it was interesting, because I thought he was the perfect guy to try to sell that kind of a book to, my Delph of a Dad's back in studio. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: Yeah. What's going on?
6: How are you,
1: man? Yeah. Spell check is uh, not necessary with a podcast where, you know, if you got to write stuff, you got to spell it right and punctuation also and all, true. That, <laughs> all that fancy <laughs> language arts teacher stuff. KP, I hate to tell you, but with all the effort
2: you put into this podcast, you could have written like four books. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> right. A lot that. and a lot easier. Just sit down for three months and, you know, sequester yourself. But no, you had to go all in and a year later, here you are with this and that mug, this <laughs> mug. Holy crap. Well, I think you're right, too, because
3: the jury's not uh, completely out on that. We might still have to write a book as, like, a product to try to sell some shit. But I do want to say one thing about the kahuna behind the ones and twos. You are – buddy, we're tight now, man. You were in here for the first episode. We were talking about Grover Cleveland. I threw to you for one second because you were looking down at your phone, and I was like, "Man, I hope this guy likes our podcast." <laughs> and he looked up from the podcast, talked. We haven't shut him up for. <laughs> oh, no. Well, so it was, it. it's we been good, guys. I'll see you
0: later. <laughs> a- <laughs> this is the end.
3: Oh man, it's been fun, man. We got a couple <laughs> people joining the uh, the chat over here, so I want to say hi real quick. First of all, to uh, we got some killer fans on this show and friends of the show, really. Um, Stuart Greenberg. Stu, you are the man, dude, all right? You know what you share it every week. Nick Franco shares it every week. You guys are legitimately the best man. Uh, also, they've come out to see me live before, and we all met at the infamous uh, roast of
2: Brian O'Halloran in Atlantic
3: Highlands, <laughs> <laughs> New <laughs> Jersey.
2: Video coming soon. Yeah, that was, uh, oh, is it really? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it kind of yeah. It's good. only been three years.
5: Yeah. We can make promises, but. Yeah. Well, I,
3: I was uh, I was thinner then, because I, I wasn't drinking, and like we said, I've relapsed twice since that roast, so. <laughs> But, uh, no, it was a good time with that, I man. We got, um, uh, the fans have been crazy. They're, they're fans of you guys, first of all, that then just clung on to a product that, that I, kind of was able to catch their attention with. So, again, a shared universe had to be involved with us making the show. Because if we were doing this in the living room at the house, all right, <laughs> yeah. you'd hear a bulldog with whining the With the dog whining to go out or... You know, and then my mother, who's in studio, by the way, my beautiful mother, she does not want to be on camera. Uh, <laughs> she'd be in the corner uh, talking to my Aunt Linda, who's probably watching on Facebook Live right now. And uh, they'd be sitting there and they'd be cursing about people from the church. So that's how it works. <laughs> so... Oh look! You do it, that too. <laughs> all right, that's what it's all the, about. The priest, that son of a bitch. <laughs> it's also true. Yep. So we got um, also one of my. Here's the other part. I'm a Navy veteran, uh, despite my body. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do got some Navy pals that have been super good to us on the show here. Colin Moran just popped in. Colin, who I'm going to be staying with when I'm at Side Splitters with Bobby Kelly down in Tampa, Florida. Um, Colin wants to know, guys. First Q and A of the evening. Um, uh, what's a Dilf? <laughs> so, Kahuna, you want to take this one? Uh, no, does? no, no,
0: man. All yours. The floor's yours.
6: Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'll un- just say I'm sitting next to him. <laughs> this is a room full of
3: dilfs actually, isn't it? Wow. But I think right. me and Speak ca- for yourself. Yeah, cause. me and Kahuna are the only ones without kids in this room. Unless, Sarah, you got something you don't know about yet? or what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing that you'll admit to. So,
3: this is perfect there. And uh, go check it out now. Ken Walter has uh, popped in there. Uh, Ken, if you guys don't know, is my uh, foreman for excavation. So when I talk about digging up shit pipes, uh, <laughs> it's literally it's me watching him dig up shit pipes. That's really how that all breaks down. <laughs> but uh, Cousin Pam came on in. Dude, uh, we are, are like good numbers for a podcast? I've never understood this. You guys are the, the experts on that stuff.
4: Well, I mean, first of all, you want to get past one. You get one listener, <laughs> you're, you're great. It. That's a hurdle. Then you go from there. Uh, and then, you know, we tell people, like, you know, try to get 100. Get up to 100. And I've seen your numbers. You're way above 100. So, uh, yeah. we're, doing,
3: we're over this one here, because this is weird, because we're doing this on Facebook Live. The audio will come out tomorrow. Uh, I hope, as long as I can bribe the kahuna into editing it for me tonight. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're probably going to be in seventeen thousand like total plays yeah. after this. Yeah, that's great. So I'm Starting to feel good about that one. And we got a couple episodes. We got the we're because later on in the episode we're gonna rank the losers. So that's why I'm so happy you guys are here, because um, I, I do need outside opinions on this. Um, but we started getting people that were at uh, the were over five hundred listens on a couple of the episodes. And Ed Kuhn, you want to guess what the premiere episodes are?
0: Um, I think you told me one last episode is one guitar.
3: No, or is, no is, he's, uh, he's still sadly forgotten, but I think he was the most interesting guy <laughs> on the whole He's even film. the yeah, loser
1: on America. Yeah, the thing with that, too, though, Cattell wasn't actually uh, featured as a loser. He was just somebody that popped up as we were investigating <laughs> okay, another he's loser. He's still a loser. But, but he's, he's up there for sure. He's uh, definitely true. an asterisk on the chart.
3: And, and what a bizarre—he was Manson before Manson. That's how we try to play that one. So
0: The Winchester House.
3: Is that the highest it's one? It's up now? there too, man. It's up there too. But believe it or not, um, cousin Kelly came in. She was the first guest because we started the podcast. We're we're starting off hot and heavy here. Everything's good to go, and uh, we're just we're we're killing it out the gate. And then my father disappears and goes to Florida for a month. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> man's got to do what a man's got to do. Florida, for God's sake! It's <laughs> right. Hey, that Galaxy's his...
2: Edge is not gonna, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hang out by itself.
3: <laughs> it's um, well, it's true too. And then the uh, so the Catoe one was the most fun that we had because it was uh, cousin Kelly came in for that one. Cousin Kelly also came in for our most popular episode, uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Huh? Okay. yeah, he's got yeah. the
1: highest numbers, right?
3: Well, I think he's like the most famous guy we cover too, you know.
1: Yeah, it's got he's got uh, name recognition, and when you really start scratching his surface a little uh, bit, uh, to discover some of the stuff. You, yeah. you don't want to scratch anything on that <laughs> man. Yeah, that's right.
6: <laughs> I had three or four friends that when I suggested and I said start with Typhoid Mary, <laughs> watch that or listen to that episode, yeah. and it'll hook you because yeah. that that was so interesting because I didn't know the story at all. Yeah, but I've uh, heard the
3: name a million times My cousin Megan has a way with words She's probably listening right now or she's <laughs> at least gonna... Now my cousin Aaron I'm a little annoyed with by the way Because uh, Aaron was a guest on the show Wants to come back as a guest on the show When I told her we're going to be live on Facebook tonight She goes ooh Bachelor in Paradise is on tonight <laughs> <laughs> okay. wow. Not making a strong case for yourself here So
1: Tough competition right?
3: But, uh, yeah, we had – because you guys were guests for uh, – Mike sat in as our sound engineer for Jefferson Davis, which I thought was a ridiculous episode, former president
2: of the Confederacy. (laughs) I love that episode. I learned so much about my favorite president of the Confederate era, so.
3: That's (laughs) (laughs)
5: That's
2: right.
3: The one and only. (laughs) And then, Ming, every time you sat in with us, too, it's like it's so different because I have to to, like ask you – I have to like throw you uh, hints that I'm going to talk to you in a second because the kahuna is already talking about whatever he wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's been episodes where like we're talking about James A. Garfield, but he uh, no. somehow brought up puppets.
0: I didn't <laughs> know. <laughs> you brought up Garfield. In a court, fairness,
3: <laughs> and <Ogie>. it worked. <laughs> oh, we got uh, we got more people popping in over here. I'm, I'm loving this. By the way, guys, keep the comments coming if you're watching. Man, we're enjoying this. I got uh, <laughs> oh my boy John Dennison. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, another military buddy telling me that. Uh, uh, my hair is out of regulation.
2: Correct, and, sir. Correct. <laughs> Your buddy Colin made a comment, and I'd like to point that out to you. <laughs> Would you please read it for us? Uh, I believe it's the uh, the bottom one there.
3: So it's the, uh, where's it, Colin? Uh, KP sporting a uh, History Channel shirt. That's right. We're we're
1: sending hints, all right? <laughs> right. Subtle hints. That's supposed to be subliminal, but, uh, well, you picked up on it right it's it's true. well yeah. i was gonna say if
2: the history channel wants to buy a shared universe podcast <laughs> studio <laughs> <laughs>
3: you're
1: coming <laughs> with us it's uh, well that's
3: my goal too because originally this started off as the book like we said and then uh i gave a phone call to my old buddy mark riccadano over mm-hmm. here i said i got an idea how do i own the idea before i make it like for copyright you know sake or whatever. and then um he kind of talked me through the whole thing he's like dude if you do it as a podcast you can at least own the idea mm-hmm. so that's how this all, you know, that's why you had to be here, buddy. You've been on the ground
5: floor on this one.
6: So. I'm the one who gave you the the uh, bad idea to really go after <laughs> <laughs> so I think good, you and your dad need to do a, a picture like this back to back, and it will seal the deal to you being on the History Channel.
2: We uh, Every we... promo has the. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, and don't smile at yeah. all. Got yeah. yeah. football mean pictures, pictures. football pictures. Game face. Well, Game a, face. I want
3: to do a meme of uh, uh, him throwing a chair at me like the uh,
2: Orange County <laughs> Choppers guys. I thought that would be great.
4: <laughs> yeah, the back to back. Isn't that the Duck Dynasty pose? So that's, I don't know. I, no, I, that's I, the and
2: like, and you can also pop him one in the chin for like the American Pickers thing. That's, <laughs> <yeah>. Oh
5: God!
2: <laughs> uh, 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 I always love it.
3: My favorite one of the uh, the ghost episodes they were doing uh, there was um there was one because uh. One of my best friends, uh, Andy Bealston, who's uh, probably not watching, um, he... Uh, Bastard. His <laughs> wife went to uh, Gettysburg <laughs> College, and her job, when she was teaching... Uh, she was, like, doing student teaching over there, she would um, she do the ghost tours. And uh, it was very funny, because uh, her and her maid of honor at the wedding were telling me, like, stories about, like, the weird shit that they would see over there, and then how much stuff gets played up on TV. And nothing made me laugh harder than one of the History Channel shows. It was... Uh, the guy looks into the camera, and he goes, uh, there's a Confederate ghost that stands at the edge of this road, so... Uh, in order to, uh, when we greet him, we don't want to startle him. So uh, in order to, to make him feel at home, I've dressed in Confederate regalia from the time period
5: <laughs> to make sure that he feels at home.
3: So ignore the, the $1.5 million worth of camera and production. Right, and the lights. <laughs> and, uh, right. and ignore that. Look crap. at
6: that uniform. This guy's cool. No, he's,
3: he's just a racist. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you
5: know
2: what? I'm, I'm decking myself out. I only get to do this once.
3: Hey, Erin Burke! Just oh, she got me. Aaron Burke joined the show. She is not watching Bachelor in Paradise. Thank you, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> I, bro, we got to get her back in here. Right? Thank you,
2: Kahuna. Are you wearing a speedo? That's how did she know? <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's another camera. <laughs> Please don't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> really.
3: <laughs> they don't pay me enough for this. Well, uh, cousin Aaron was on the wildest episode that we had in terms of just just ridiculous shit. Oh, that going was on a here. fun day. So, th- there's two episodes. There's one when uh, when the Sienzi boys came in. Uh, my buddy Anthony and his father, uh, Bill, they came in together, and we did the Barbary Pirates episode. And it is you listen to it, you can hear me start to slur my words at the end of that. It, we he, they got us so drunk. <laughs> and then um, then when we came in for the uh, we did two episodes. Um, for the day of uh, uh, when cousin Aaron came in with uh, with her sister Megan and um, and then my dad came in. Now they all had to meet here together afterwards. I thought this was this, I think you were you had a new client in. Yeah. So it's a new right client. Be- right before our podcast yes. Yes. scheduled time. To do like a really it was, it was like a smart show. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It wasn't and then um, we're hanging out in the other room here and it's uh, me my sister uh, and then um Megan shows up wearing a sombrero. Uh, Aaron has a bottle of tequila with her. (laughs) And then my father shows up in a kilt, fresh off a St. Patrick's Day parade. (laughs) And we all just walked in here like, no, like we we were used to it because that's how our family no. operates. But we
1: forgot how bizarre we must have looked here. <laughs> right, right. What? I, I handle you a know. tequila, what? a guy in a kilt, somebody think she else she ever came back after that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure it had nothing to do with you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, we were sharing universes that day, man. Eclectic. We were eclectic, that's all. It that was a good one on that one. But uh, no, it's because uh, Kahuna, you've been with us since the beginning, man. And the only time we ever had other sound engineers, they're all here. So <laughs> <It's>, That's right. <laughs> everybody's got – everybody's right. been involved the in entire the show in some sound. way, shape, yeah. or form. Oh, wow. So that's crazy. Exactly. Now, Kahuna, i got to ask you real quick because what we're trying to do here at some point is we do want to try to rank the uh, the losers. Okay. Um, now, your favorite guy ever on this show as far as I'm aware. Is is it safe to say it's – Yeah, it's, it's Gattel. So. Charles J. Gattel. What, yeah. what do you remember about him off the top of your head?
0: Just he was an idiot. Like every everything he like everything you kept reading off about him just got worse and worse and worse, and just kept making the dumbest decisions possible. Like I was just like, this is kind of incredible. Like the level of just in case there's anyone
3: listening and they don't know what um what are the uh um like the specifics? Yeah, what are his bona feeds?
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> we remember, like, what, what did he do that made him uh, lose? Because again, my father's right. We were talking about James A. Garfield. Yeah, he
0: attempted to he attempted to kill him, but failed at it miserably. Yeah.
3: Now, well, here's the weird part. He winds up succeeding, but only because uh, Garfield's doctors were such idiots, right? Because
2: right? uh, Mike, where were you born? Highlands, right? No, I was born in Red Bank, but. I know he did die over, over in Long Branch. Yeah, yeah, in Long Branch. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's That like was seven, our Jersey tie-in for seven, that episode. Seven Presidents Park. Yeah, he yeah, died, over, uh, presidents died over. Seven. Died over. Sort of by where uh, St. Michael's is down, down on Ocean Avenue.
3: I'm going to take your word for
2: it, yeah. local. We're just a couple of dumb bennies here today. That's so yeah, so okay. That's a,
3: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was a wild one, man, because, um, first of all, you didn't realize the president died in New Jersey. And, you're like, this guy got killed, and nobody remembers him for anything. If all you get, if your legacy, you die in office, holding the highest office in the land. You're assassinated uh, while in office. You get assassinated office. and die in office serving our country, and all you get is a fucking town named after you. Garfield, New Jersey. Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, is a—I'm not even sure it's a town anymore. I think it's just four plumbing supply stores and a steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: pretty, that's pretty much all it is at this point.
6: But, there are uh, so many. Where do you
1: go to eat? That <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to take care of business after you eat, right?
3: So no. Um, also, Need um, the plumbing supply. Um, not for nothing, LP. Uh, uh, Tristan Ryan, uh, Tristan vidrero who um, is—do uh, we know uh, him? Another, Ken? yeah, another. Eight, uh, a beautiful woman of color. Um, he uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. He wants to know what was under your
1: kilt that time. <laughs> Only Tristan would want to know that, though, right? That's a <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable next time I see uh, Tristan with asking questions like that. Also true. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. He's also a father too. Now that's what, he's the first guy that ever pointed out that he was also a delf of a dad, which was
2: uncomfortable. So, uh you pointed out himself as a Thank delf. You, sir.
3: Yeah, he goes, he goes oh, well, I'm a doof of a dad, right? And we're just like, if you have to say it, you're probably not. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's not something you tag yourself with. No. The uh, the other thing that I thought was cool about the, the Gato episode, though, we found a, a, like, history has a lot of contemporaries. You guys are, are the comic book men. That's legit your thing. And, and it's always cool, like, in the Avengers movies, when you see, like, Thor hanging out with Iron Man. All right, it's kind of a trip.
4: Oh, so, yeah, for sure. And uh, that spawned the the name a Shared Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I
3: figured that's what it was, but I didn't want to sound stupid. No, I, not at all. It's, I, I wanted to get into comic books as a kid, but uh, I can't read. So that, <laughs> no, I mean, that's, no, I mean, that's what the pictures are there for. Yeah. They do make them in Braille, you know. Panel you by panel. Out. Yeah, there's pictures. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, our boy Dan Lopez just joined the show. Uh, Handsome Dan's a good man. He, uh, he got super into the show. Here's what I love about the show, by the way. When people listen, uh, they finally give it one listen. Uh, it, it, it's tough because uh, I'm a comic, um, but... Uh, other comedians will put out like a, like a weekly events type, like a you know current events type shit, and uh, if you go too far back in time, if you stop listening for, a while, you can't appreciate what they're doing because you're no longer in here. what's the word, Dad? What's the word we're going to use? Zeitgeist of the times. You know it. We taught my dad too
5: much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had Smoke to look that one up. Zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> you have all mine hair.
3: Uh but. Um, So on like a current event show or something like that, you go back in time, it's like you can't listen to something like before like a big election or something because everybody's just kind of pontificating on what's going to happen. And you know that half their opinions are useless. So with our show, what I like that happens is people give it a listen and they get, oh, that was pretty good. And then the next one starts and like, oh, it's kind of interesting. And then all of a sudden they've listened to eight or nine of them. Right. Because when we pick up new listeners, the bump we get on SoundCloud is incredible. So it will all of a sudden be like somebody will listen to uh, uh, thirteen episodes over the course of a week, and you're like, man, this guy's commute must blow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the uh, but the wildest thing I thought was uh, talking about contemporaries was so Alexander Graham Bell. Um, he winds up showing up at the deathbed.
1: What is what, you know
3: the well, sickbed, if you will?
1: Yeah, the sickbed. He's not he's not not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so Kahuna's boy Gato, who is Manson before Manson, who's almost like. When you hear how he t- acts, it's almost like Saddam in uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Um, <laughs> ah, come on, guys. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> He's <was> having <laughs> sex with Satan? That's <laughs> that, pretty oh, much. yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs>
3: wow. uh, and uh, by the way, real quick, uh, Chongo Danielson has come on. Uh, he is asked to be referred to as Big Dong Chong. Um, his real name is Terrence Wayne. <laughs> I'm not <Wang>. saying
5: that.
1: <laughs> John uh, Paul Veromo. Big Dong Big Dong Chong. John. Did. Not, not yeah, ne- he jumped in. Not hey, Needle Dick Nick. Okay, that's
3: I got you. <laughs> 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 I got to meet this Poe Romo guy, man. I never got the chance to hang with him or whatever. He's great, and he's, he's actually a local. Yeah. Right that's, that's why I hear about him all the time, man. Um, but uh, let's see. And then uh, Chris Hollenbeck joined in, my young childhood friend. We got plans for you, sir. We got plans for you. <laughs> but uh, my point about Alexander Graham Bell is that uh, Gateau shoots the president, right? And he the president should have lived, all right? But the... the Doctors who were taking care of him were such fucking morons.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a mortal wound. <laughs> we could have stopped it. But uh, yeah, but they started they,
3: shoving their their n- n- gloveless fingers in, just like their regular fingers. Like, oh yeah, I think I found it. I think I found. It. I feel something over here.
1: <laughs> They're poking around in the wound looking Ooh. for the bullet. Because
3: everybody wanted to be the guy who saved the president, and <laughs> Alexander Graham Bell shows up. Brilliant inventor, right? He's later going to invent the telephone. Um, but he uh, he shows up and he's got this like very bare bones archaic uh, metal hey, detector. Hey, newfangled invention, base. Yeah. I mean that was that was cutting edge for the time. So it's like a metal detector, and he's gonna take it and, and put like kind of place it over where they think the bullet might be. And when they hear the thing move, they're gonna dig in with a scalpel and try to pull out the uh, the bullet. Only problem is guess what the the bed frame was made of that
4: the president
3: was oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So poor yeah. James a. All these Garfield
4: squiggly
2: spring
5: <laughs> <laughs> cuts. Oh, that's right
2: the, the world's worst game of operation It's got to be somewhere <laughs> got to be here somewhere Or the world's best game of
5: operation
2: <laughs> I didn't think of it and Garfield was a corpulent man was he not
1: Courtland's Cor- like- a good word Mike Zabzik.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I a cumbersome fellow. That's the
1: third
3: word he's, here. He's he's <laughs> got some
1: horn in this boy. Uh, he's no, gonna- absolutely. <laughs> kind of genegemication I think maybe.
3: Well, it's uh so he was a big guy too, but uh he died eventually due to complications from that. So then Gateau tried to get infected. out of Gato tried to beat the murder rap by saying, "Well, I didn't kill him, his doctors did." So Gateau <laughs> is fascinating, man. He also read like I don't know, like um
1: it, it was Italian like, with uh, Gatto too, with uh, Oneida Silverworks and stuff too. Yeah, right? we found was some a whole
3: a, cult there, and. There's a shadow conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. 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 there was
1: a, there was a there was a lot of things going on there. Question for you, Mark Riccadonna: um, If you found out
3: you were going to be um, given the death penalty, what would be your? Would you one? hear? <laughs> <laughs> Denied. deny, deny. Who, who told you? <laughs> if I was going to get the death penalty, what? Um, if you were going to be getting the uh, the death penalty, uh, what would be like? What would be the last meal you ate? Last meal? All you can eat buffet, and I would
1: stay there for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, really, I, I don't know. Really, what you, what you want to have is some uh, fresh homemade ice cream with peaches. Fresh peaches. <laughs> That's Fair, spare, prepared by none other than <laughs> yeah, Typhoid Mary. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's
1: the way it is. Slow, to go. painful day. I don't
6: know. I guess just to punish the people who are going to kill me, I'd be like, chili.
5: The t- <laughs>
3: <big> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have fun cleaning up. That's right. Because well, I think about this a lot. But it was uh, the the thing that amused me because the the meal question is the one everybody always gets. But um, uh, Charles J. Gateau wrote a poem, uh, like a like a forty minute long poem that he had to read at the gallows before he was about to be. And it involved like singing and dancing. I mean, it was.
6: He was <laughs> doing my buffet joke. Yeah, it be a lot longer. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, he really rubbed it in, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Before he, was, he left. And then when they, because now his his pictures that pop up too. Whenever you look at the political cartoons of him, they literally draw him like. Uh, that's why I felt like he was just like Saddam in uh, the South Park movie because it was just he's. Gatto <laughs> definitely our most bizarre character. Um, Kuna, could I ask you to hand me? Oh no, the poster's over here. Hang on one second, guys. Because we got a. Uh, oh, we got visual we aids. We actually got visual probably. aids. Let's yeah. see how this works. Ooh, this could yeah. be a
1: breakdown. Okay. No expense was spared for our visual right. aids here. That's uh. I thought Kevin was making his third grade uh, history project Science fairs <laughs> <friends> this
2: weekend.
0: <laughs> you had flashbacks.
2: This What's is that? awesome. I feel like I'm like a junior in high school and my girlfriend's giving me one of her collages. <laughs> 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 I will love you forever, Mike. Uh, uh, I,
3: uh, I have a denim jacket with my name and glitter on it. You've been bedazzled. So this is his dream board. Let's see how this works because it's going be, um,
4: to be a little delay. Let's, uh, <laughs> hit me the remote there. I can, I'll switch it over to the, the live camera no if you want to. We we'll just make sure it's in frame here. Yeah, because uh,
3: I'm lining it up <laughs> two, next to two. my face here, two. and it is. Uh, if you guys can see this at home, the the very uh, the, the the disturbing looking fella uh, next to me, not myself, but the disturbing looking fella. Here. Which one? Yeah, it's a it's it's a list full of it. Uh, how do I do it? <laughs> so uh, the guy oh, with okay. the beard. Yeah, we'll put him. (laughs) Yeah, that creepy motherfucker right there. So there you Um, go. By the way, just want to point out at home. uh, These are the top ten losers. We've also included um, a uh, an honorable mention loser. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ming, do you do you see anyone you recognize on here that maybe maybe went up first at the roast of Brian O'Halloran?
4: I uh, oh wow. wow. So who's this right here? And,
3: uh, and he's in color, too, which is, which is The only one in color. It's uh, it's our, our dear friend, Ken Krantz. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't remember that episode, but uh, was that a lost episode? Or?
1: That's right.
2: That's For dir- legal reasons, Ming, we were unable to post it. Okay. The director's see. cut. <laughs> <laughs> want to put
3: that down just for a little while here. Future Patreon <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> no, but here's uh, it, the funny thing is that uh, we, we do mention Ken all the time. He always gets a shout because, by the way, Ken's a, a really he's such a talented joke writer. It's incredible, but he's so much fun to rip on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, uh, the reason I made that little poster thing too is I do want to start ranking the losers. Uh, Ming, no pressure, sir, okay? Okay. I know you listened to some of because you did all of our editing, too, by the way. And before I forget, Robert Rolf uh, oh I cannot thank that guy enough. That's the guy who not only performs, uh, but also wrote and gave us the permission to use our theme song, American Loser. Uh, which people seem to love, that it just kind of fits with it the fits show. It fits perfect.
6: I get a huge yeah. smile every time I hear That's the right. bing, bing, bing. I'm like, eh. yeah. <laughs>
3: And that is all Ming used to do. And he's coached up the Kahuna now to start doing it, man. So th- when I have an episode, because every time I like go on the road or something, I try to do something you know, from Florida or wherever I'm at. And it's always, I get complaints like, the audio sucked. Like oh you don't care about the story I just told you they're like no audio sucks some guy coughed twelve minutes in fucking bullshit <laughs> 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 but um, yeah so uh, no w- without you guys the theme song makes everything Yes, so I can't great th- song uh, but you guys put up with a lot of my shit too man um but Robert Rolf Feddersen has been amazing that way now Ming is there anybody on the show that we covered and it doesn't have to be an episode you were on or just anybody at all is there anybody you thought stood out as like uh, the biggest loser? we've uh,
4: I, I like Richard Hopman, Richard the Hopman uh, you know the, the Lindbergh baby, uh, you know, alleged. Uh, well, I guess he was found guilty in a court of law, tried and convicted, uh, but tried and uh, convicted, and put was, to death. I
2: don't mean squat in
1: New Jersey. So yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah when well, you start we, scratching we, at the trial, you realize that. Well, hey, what uh, wood
4: from his attic that was possibly found on the makeshift ladder and possibly? You're
3: right. Huh. Um, now, also, not for nothing, if you look at a photo of Richard Hauptman, too, uh, I, I sent it to my friend. Um, I, I consider him a friend. He probably considers me an acquaintance. But uh, Chris DiStefano, a uh, very well-known comedian, super funny guy, looks exactly like Richard Hauptman. <laughs> 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 so, so I sent him uh, mug mugshot next to uh, one of his headshots from when he was on MTV, and he just goes, wow.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but there's a couple of good ones on that one.
6: Benedict Arnold was... Uh...
3: Dude, He got a lot of vote because we, we, I actually wrote down some of the people because we got there I, I I really do love this part of the show where we get messages from people I don't know because I, I got again. We, we pulled some we stole some of your fans turned them into American loser fans as well We got friends of my father's from the scouting trips and all that other shit that we get them to listen out to uh, I got comic friends that are, are jumping in on everything like that. It, it's really it's a fun show But when we get that that pure organic grab it feels pretty damn good and the uh, this one guy, Jay Parrow, uh 15. i got to find out his real name because we're only Instagram friends. But he just sent me a message. Where he goes, dude, love your fucking podcast. Keep it going. Bless up. And then I had to Google what bless up mm-hmm. meant because I'm 31. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's digging the show. And that's just from organic stuff, looking for history channel stuff. Our reviews are amazing. Mike, what do you got, sir? What does it mean?
2: Yeah, um, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm in the dark yeah, here. I'm
3: bless up. Seriously,
2: yeah. bless up. What's going on here?
3: My understanding. Kahuna, do you want to um, millennial this for us?
0: No, because I don't even know.
2: I don't even use it in
3: conversation oh, either. Man. Chris, no, I know. I'm behind on the time. Uh, secret so, code. We got to check Urban yeah, Dictionary now. Oh, Immediately, God. <laughs> I'm thinking
0: it,
6: it's like, man, that's blessed up.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: God. I may not know much, but I know that's definitely the wrong way to use it. So,
3: so the kahuna is hip-hop royalty, and we actually have to, uh, he doesn't know what term this, uh, I don't even know where the guy's from, to be honest, actually, but uh, I believe blessed up means uh, uh, something good, like keep it coming. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good.
0: It's good. All right. So, it's a uh, positive.
3: Um, We're hoping. Uh, uh, Nick Franco wants to know, where's Natty Bumper Car? Uh Nick, I want to let you know Natty Bumpercar lives in the hearts of all the boys and girls of the Disney universe. And <laughs> he's not a real person. Uh, let's see. Uh, then John Dennison might want to add Cy Young to your loser list. Uh, yeah, well, uh, John, listen. It's important to me that you listen to the show first. If you're not listening to the show, I don't give a flying fuck about your opinion. <laughs> what else we got here? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, my friend Grizel's watching. That's good. Tony Zocco's baby. Now we're talking. We got a lot of good people here. This is very nice of you guys. Shout out to Bill Baranque. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, uh, is there any – because you were talking – you
6: said uh, – Benedict Arnold episode uh, yeah. when you talked about the Shippen family. I had no idea Shippenberg, which oh, is yeah, in PA that, in the a, university. They were very
1: heavy hitters in the – in the the whole family. They, they own Philadelphia and – I mean, obviously,
3: own <laughs> Shippenberg, too. But, uh, well, to quote uh, Lynette Palladino, she goes, uh, I don't care. Um, she goes, no pussy's worth uh, betraying your country for, was her <laughs> line. <laughs> her. But if you do look, even in her portrait, Peggy Shippen was
2: probably pretty hot. Yeah, she was a hottie, so, no doubt. Well, to get him the, I'm, I'm sitting here whether or not that's true. Yeah, I, you, I, I don't you, know if that's true or not. It's maybe, but maybe not.
3: Like if if a young Helen Mirren was telling you to give up some secrets, you'd probably be like, "All right, I'm going to tell you some stuff." A contemporary Charlize Theron right now is,
2: (laughs) you know, hey.
1: (laughs) I think an interesting sidelight on that, though, is as hot as Peggy Shippen was, Andre. I mean, she was, she was uh, definitely in love with Andre, and he was the one that got her to turn Benedict Arnold. So, I mean, how how cool, how or how gifted and talented was Andre? to be able to get Peggy Shippen to marry Benedict Arnold and then turn him uh, traitor to his country. It's almost
3: like James Woods uh, in Casino uh, that he's able to get... uh, uh, Sharon Stone's going to rob Robert De Niro for... Oh, man, what a great movie.
6: (laughs) (laughs) But every time that he turned... A corner. There was always like he, he, you know, like the French didn't respect him because he turned his back on his own country. So it's like, oh, he yeah. liked you.
3: Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the the Redcoats themselves, who he was now in co- command of, they weren't all about him, too. Uh, shout out to uh, Brad Frizzell coming in on this one. Chris O'Toole, Matt Dalzell, a lot of good buddies popping in on here. Oh, Palladino just came in. She knows she got a, a shout out, too. But you're right. So Benedict Arnold could have been. We could have every middle school in America could be named Benedict Arnold Middle School. <laughs> It could be all across. We could have Benedict Arnold's birthday off from you know right. school or something like that. His face up on Rushmore. Yep. But instead, he decided he just oh, I don't know, guys. He got he was like a depressed dude towards the end too, if I remember right. He, he should wasn't, be. <laughs> Nothing yeah. went
6: right for him. Yeah. <laughs> he Imagine if
3: 007 there. had those odds.
5: You
3: know? there's, a Bob, spy. there's a new new Bond movie coming out too, but Did you guys see that? Yes, we did. Bond 25. Uh, my understanding is that uh, he finally defeats Spectre, but then uh, gets wrapped up in the Me Too movement.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, after uh, how many 40 years yes. he uh, <laughs> you got, you got caught?
3: Uh, oh, man, 50.
4: 50 years? Okay. Oh, my God. Uh,
3: Octopussy leaked a tape to TMZ. Oh, God. <laughs> but... Uh, now the uh, it was that was one of my favorite things we did early on, Dad. Was we did uh, the Benedict Darnell episode, and then we also covered uh, we covered some some pretty epic losers here. Uh, uh, Mike, was there anybody that came into the off the top of your head? No pressure.
2: Oh, of course not. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, E. P. Poe, E. A. Poe, Edgar Allan Poe. One of my faves. One of my favorite losers.
3: Well, if you um like let's say. Uh, Let's say our dear friend Brian O'Halloran. By the way, that would be a great person to play him. If you got O'Halloran to play Edgar Allan Poe in yeah, a biopic. No, uh, you know what
2: would be awesome? Uh-oh. If he did do that and uh, John Aston came on stage and just bludgeoned him to death, <laughs> that would have, what are you doing, Clark's boy? And just like So
0: that's who killed the, Edgar Allan you Poe. You son of
2: a bitch. And just like <laughs> kicks his ass. And to, to get your ass kicked by a, a an octogenarian, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I wasn't even supposed to be here <laughs> that's today. Last words. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's going on your. That's what's going on your tombstone. <laughs> oh man, it would be beautiful. But uh, Poe, which
3: is uh, everybody knows him, and then uh, what I thought was crazy too is that he thought of himself as a, a Boston guy, but now he's so closely associated with Baltimore. So it doesn't matter what you are and what you feel in your life. Like you're a Jersey guy, Mike, mm-hmm. right? I we claim you as a Jersey guy. Yeah. No, I know you're from Ohio, but yeah. you've got, you got the Jersey in you.
4: I, I've been here Actually, longer than anywhere else uh, yeah. now uh, in Now imagine you life. get
3: murdered in South Dakota, and then you become associated with South Dakota oh, forever. God. They, there's a college football team named the Mings.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. It's where you die. And it, Would you want to be forever remembered, though, by uh, commemorating in a city that you were uh, beaten? And then uh, found in another man's clothes, out on the streets, delirious (laughs) on your deathbed. Right,
2: not really the best way to go. No, uh, Uh, no, no. Again, depends on the guy. That's
4: (laughs) 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 sure. Brian Johnson, yeah, makes total sense. You know, our friend Brian Johnson, yeah, that That, makes total
3: sense. That would be hilarious. Uh, Hey, C.J. Collin, another friend of the show here, popping on, man.
1: So uh, yeah, he yeah, agrees. Yeah, to that point though, Kev. Interesting that I mean with the with the Ravens and everything else in Baltimore that they're basing their entire football team's mascot on somebody that got got the shit kicked. Out of
2: them.
6: <laughs> that's a that's a that. Ray Lewis tie-in. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, we're going to actually see what happens with O'Halloran and, and John Aston <laughs> and uh, maybe that's what's well, going to happen.
3: <laughs> it's weird cuz you you remove yourself from tragedy with enough time and then you can get away with some cool stuff. So we're only about 10-15 years away from Kent State changing the name of their football team to the National Guardsmen. Oh. Oh. Too soon, guys? Too soon? (laughs) (laughs)
5: That's
3: my favorite thing, too, by the way, because that happened on um, May the 4th, right? That's the the Star Wars holiday? Yes, it is. So um, it's also the uh, the anniversary of the Kent State shooting. So uh, I I had a joke on Facebook once. I was so proud of it. Bombed. Nobody appreciated it, but it was... uh, uh, you know what today is, right? Holds out lightsaber and someone goes, the 60th anniversary of the Kent State shooting? Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Poe was fascinating, man. That was, again, our most popular episode because there's name value to him. But, uh, imagine this one, too, because this is the part that always killed me about poor Edgar Allan Poe. Mark, do you have an enemy in your life? A mortal enemy? Sure. Sure? You're actually one of the nicest guys in the business, too. (laughs) Oh. I have a couple of mortal enemies now. Imagine if, uh, imagine if your mortal enemy got to write your uh, obituary. Yeah, like a, Who's got the final word on? Yeah, they're gonna start talking some shit on your life. So, yeah. Kahuna, that, what, what would be what would be the thing that uh, you'd least want people to remember you for? That then becomes your your main quality. A...
0: See, I can't talk about it on this podcast. I was promised. I signed a non disclosure. I can't <laughs>
3: talk about
2: this stuff. Yeah, like, you're, no. gonna, yeah you're gonna you're gonna hold to that guy. <laughs> also true
3: on that one man um now real quick lp you and me did a little bit of ranking yeah we did huh? just on our own but uh... well i want to get the um i want to get the fan votes out of the way real quick if i can because i also want to scroll through the comments see if anybody else has joined us here if uh you guys are on here go ahead and let us know life is good here um let's see uh, hey john greco man Hey, thanks for writing Thanks for helping me write a term paper on Ben Arnold with that episode.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, All right. There that's, you go. That's awesome. Help you guys cheat, you man. Nice. You guys are the
6: new Wikipedia. <laughs> can yeah, <laughs> can I, they I, cite you at the end. I would love that. American loser. Good.
3: My uh, My favorite thing too would be uh, I would love to see in the red pen the teacher writes on it goes a <laughs> uh, uh, great great work here solid research lose the f bombs will you
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see me at the end with a big circle around it. <laughs>
3: Uh, let's see here, what else we got? All right, we're moving on. So uh, Wait,
6: did didn't Kahuna at the beginning, didn't you have a ranking system of what kind of a loser? The they lowest were? he's the, the one one
0: lowest came up with it. the lowest bar for me was Charles Gateau. I forgot who I put at the higher tier, but it's people kinda like Mary Winchester, kinda like who were kinda just they weren't losers in their own right. They just kinda developed that persona they over fell time. Into, right. Yeah, they kind of right. fell into it like uh for example the guy from the electric chair episode i'm blanking on his name
3: which one cuz the electric chair was that was one of our most fascinating it was, topics
1: it was
0: the guy who basically was like who created the uh the perfect
1: way to kill someone with the electric chair well there's a little oh, the electrician from new york yeah, state yeah and then yeah. he
0: got he was put as a loser and i was like what why he just he, it sucks, but he made it better. It
1: like? was a it was a dentist from New York State that right. came up with the concept because he was against capital punishment and decided that the electric chair, this new fangled invention of electricity, was a more humane way of killing people. <laughs> and that's what really <laughs> got killing. Edison and Tesla all involved in <laughs> that. Yeah, but let's make this as efficient as <laughs> possible. Yeah, <right.
3: laughs> now, we got to break... Um we got to break uh, Kahuna's balls a little bit here. No, so,
0: why you got to do this to me? Hopefully.
3: Again, Kahuna, you did a you did a great job on that episode. You really <coughs> did. But if you remember, my sister came up with some very bizarre research that we we wanted to have edited in at the very end. And uh, I, I remember because you hit the button, you said you said, "Hey Ming, we got to add uh, ten minutes on over here," and then it just never made it into the final cut. But this is how creepy that episode was. So. Uh, one of the guys that was competing with Thomas Alva Edison, who was our Jersey tie-in. We got a couple Jersey tie-ins to talk about here in a second. How long have we been going by the way Too. I don't know. It's a we'll, about forty we'll, minutes. About four okay. We're we're not gonna go long on this one, I promise you. But um
1: as he says every episode. Yeah, I <laughs> think I missed brunch. <laughs> <laughs> What's for breakfast, Kevin? But uh well we are only going long
3: now because it's not football season. Once it's football season on a Sunday, I'm gonna be out of here it's by be half hour shows, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's, ah. uh, well, I'll do the show while I'm screaming at the Giants offensive line. But um, well, We TV. do all for
0: remote
5: podcasts.
3: Yes. TV timeouts <laughs> will be uh, broadcast time. Also true. Well, uh, this was the creepy detail that we found here. So uh, Westinghouse was the guy competing with Edison for uh, the, the rights, if you will, to... Um, uh, Electricity essentially, so AC versus DC. Well, AC, it was DC, Tesla. You said Westinghouse, Te- but, but Westinghouse was the guy who was uh, helping Tesla market everything. Right, so he was like Westinghouse was go. the money man for Tesla. Yeah. So, so here's oh, the I creepy thing. This
0: creepy ass. Th-
3: oh, so we get done with the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we get done with the episode, and uh, my um, my sister has run out to her car for something. And uh, my sister, by the way, could not be here today because she wasn't invited. Um,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually been a great guest on the episode she's been on. She's really been uh, outstanding, and I, I love you, Kara. Um, Your whole family's really good. They all come in, and you like. I feel like I know them. I have but, no
6: idea what they really look like, <laughs> <that's>, but <laughs> I have pictures in my head imagining you guys all sitting around talking.
3: Well, uh, the vibe we went for is uh, Grammy's table, so my dad's mom's table on Sunday in Dumont. That was, like, the best. So that's what we try to go for here, and we try to recreate that. So it's fun. But um, the creepiest thing here, and I have a side note off of that in a second, too, Um is that uh, my sister goes into the elevator, and as she's waiting for the elevator door to close, she realizes it's a Westinghouse elevator. <laughs> and we've been, tra- so been trash-talking
1: Westinghouse and doing all this creepy yeah. stuff and getting electrocuted. There are cameras in there, you know. <laughs> They're watching you.
3: Yeah, my sister's like, ooh, stairs. Should have taken the stairs. But... Um I bet cousin Pam
0: would have loved that one.
3: Yeah, uh, no. I don't know if we could have talked about that one with Pammy because she's uh you know, Pammy's a vegetarian, so the idea of uh cooking meat in any capacity <laughs> right. human human or animal upset <laughs> <folks out> her. <laughs> Set the electric chair to broil. So here here's my favorite mall we had to have edited because you guys have done Ming I, I can't I cannot thank you enough for some of the edits you've done on the fly for us. You're welcome. All right, so first and foremost these uh in the other studio, they have the official podcast table. Yes. You know, you know what, I'm, what I'm talking about? I right? do, so, yes. <laughs> I do. So uh, I'm just going to hold this one up for the camera here. So, this is an actual poker table that we're hanging out at right now. Which, by the way, my favorite part of coming here to do this is the first time we came in here, I think Covert was like passed out on the floor with the <laughs> beer bottles around him. He and everything.
5: was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you guys are here. All right.
3: <laughs> um, but uh, oh, and Pammy actually just joined the show. She goes take a shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so one of the episodes, I want to say it was uh, Jack London. Um, we're sitting there, and it was uh, uh, our guest was a very very smart guy, very very funny comedian. Um, but uh, and I won't say his name just to piss him off. <laughs> but uh, I, I accidentally put down my, uh, my my glass bottle I was drinking at. It was one of the uh, the, the Mexican seltzers you had. Yes. And I put it down, here and it made this loud like sound. And I got pissed off at it, so I picked it up and flung it across the room. Yes. And then it lands on the couch perfectly where I aimed it, but then bounces off the cushion and then bangs on the floor and then just turned into like a...
5: Like <laughs>
3: and that dude loses his mind and then he's losing his and then the kahuna breaks up and then I wind up starting to scream at the two of them get your shit together I go full parcels on them uh, <laughs> Ming had to edit out some choice language on that it, one it, it was great I was like I'll take care of you uh, <laughs>
5: that's just, right
3: uh, yeah um, and then my other Through favorite. Through the miracle one, of editing. Of my course. other favorite edit that had to happen was uh, when the kahuna. We had. I, I'm, I'm going to embarrass her a little bit. Cousin Kelly is one of my favorite people on planet Earth. Um, and uh, let's say she has a job where she is uh, uh, she's an importer of knowledge onto uh, uh, moldable young minds. Yes. We'll say that's what she does mm-hmm. for a living. Okay. And um, the only thing was she didn't want people to know that that was her job on the show. So then uh, we're talking about uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and Kahuna just goes off, and she's given us the rules before, and she goes, you guys can't say what I do for a living. You guys can't say what I do. And then uh, Kahuna just goes, uh, you guys ever read the book The Giver? And then Kelly just goes, I teach The Giver in (laughs) my (laughs) class. And she was, uh, uh, it, it was... You should have seen how—I was dying laughing, then uh, you guys edited that one out for us, too. So, Cousin Kelly, when did
1: you lose your job with the CIA?
3: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, let's see real quick. I got uh, any other things coming in here.
6: Uh, uh, Grammy's dinner table with F-bombs. Yes.
3: uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you would not have F-bombs at my mother's table. That's for certain. No. (laughs) No. Brad Frizzell, all those ex-wives you
3: have. I uh, luck. I got to have all the joy of a divorce without ever getting married, fellas. All right, that's
5: what I got <laughs> to do. Uh,
3: let's see here. All right, uh, perfect. So what I want to do real quick, I'm going to read uh, off the of things, and then I want to get your guys' opinions too, because okay. uh, uh, we're going to rank the top ten here to wrap this up. Yeah, we got to start getting there, right? We are. I'm having too much fun right I now. Know, I know. That's my problem. But uh, the fan votes we had. Cousin Megan voted for Typhoid Mary. Quote: Because she was
2: skanky. <laughs>
3: that's
1: uh, right
2: on the scat chart irrefutable logic <laughs> <laughs> skanky what do you think kahuna skanky, skanky. that's there you go that's on, on the bar that's that's mid bar yeah the right. skank
4: meter the um, skanko meter uh, the yeah. skanko meter <laughs>
3: You just you don't hire an Irish woman to be your personal chef. That's all. This is a time in there's America. There's two with, problems
6: with yeah. that. Yeah, you need
3: Italians, all right?
6: Yeah, Irish chef. Those and especially
1: at the time when there's no running water in the in the house to wash your hands after uh, the, <laughs> yeah,
6: after.
1: Yeah. Also, like a
2: nice thick steak.
6: How do you want that <laughs> <boy or?
1: laughs> nah. boiled? Yeah, there you go. Um,
2: Plus
6: she has her own Like theme song Cause you can just picture Mustang Sally To Typhoid Mary <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands Mary
3: uh, <laughs> uh, She was dirty man And the fact that she would Disappear and then come back And then disappear And then come back She knew what she Under
1: was Under a doing. new name Yeah oh, okay. Right <laughs>
3: um, Let's see Anthony Cianci Friend of the show Voted for uh, Captain Devil Dan Sickles Alright we're gonna get to him In a minute Uh uh, my buddy Brett, the head mechanic over at uh, Public Sewer, votes for Typhoid Mary. Uh, my boy William Watson from uh, the Mezron 10 Days. Benedict Arnold called him a spectacular see you next Tuesday.
5: Mm. Right, oh, yes. Yes. Yes.
3: So uh, Chongo McDong uh, votes <laughs> for uh, the biggest loser. That's my buddy Terrence. He voted as the biggest loser. Uh, our other buddy Tristan, that's who he voted for. <laughs> and then Tristan oddly voted for himself as the biggest loser. Um, we said uh, Jay Parro fifteen voted Aaron Burr, Lynette Paldino, Typhoid Mary, my buddy Ryan Hussein, super smart guy. Very happy he listens to the show because that means we're providing a, a quality product. Um, he actually voted for uh, Robert Morris Kahuna. You remember Robert Morris off the top of your head? Mm,
0: Blank and Robert Morris. He mine.
3: funded the American Revolution and went
1: broke. Okay. He wound up in debtor's prison. Mm. Took his own personal monies there. and ended up mm-hmm. in debtor's prison at the end of his life.
5: Yeah, very
6: you. hilarious episode.
1: Could you imagine
6: <laughs> going to that school for business?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, just imagine uh, if Debtor's Prison was still like, uh, you guys both college guys or no? Mike and me, I, I don't know. Uh,
4: University of Michigan, class of 96.
3: No shit. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs>
2: University of Hard Knocks. There you go. <laughs> Uh, oh, so Brookdale—that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny because we're teaching at Brookdale now. <laughs>
4: yeah. Hey. Yeah, how ironic is that? Yeah, we're,
2: we're in the—it uh, it is a the trip. Te- we're in the teachers' lounge. We go, hey, didn't I flunk you? It's like, yeah, flunk you now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Eh.
6: Nick Franco is killing it on here. Uh, that's the problem. The, the comments He's we get, hysterical.
2: yeah, the
3: comments we're getting are hilarious, and then the uh, the reviews we get on iTunes are hysterical too. Um, now. Uh, My friend Rachel Veronica, uh, she's a a Jersey girl relocated out to Texas. I've never met her in person, but great sense of humor. Um, We posted the old photo of an imprisoned Geronimo, and then she sent me a side-by-side shot of her grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) And it is the spitting image of the two. So with her permission, I want to get her permission first, but I want to put it up on the American Loser Instagram page. Um, (laughs) uh, Of course, Nick Franco voted Aaron Burr. Uh, Ming, who, who would you vote for off the top of your head if you had to? Or biggest Loser. Yeah, so I'll tell you what, we'll go off the top I, ten here.
4: Yeah, I, I, I got to go with Aaron Burr just for the the Jersey connection, and uh, I, I'm a big fan of that uh, that milk got that got milk commercial.
1: Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr, yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, Aaron Burr being the uh, the, the bald headed gentleman here. It's, uh, Actually, Daddy, he looks like you had a mustache. <laughs> That's, That's why I go. for everybody. Always will have the stash not so, be recognized as Aaron Burr now that being said I'm going to throw over to uh, uh, the handsome Mark Riccadonna uh, Mark if you had to pick uh, out of the top ten because hmm. we're going to say why we ranked him where we ranked him at the very end here But
1: oh my god there's so much well should we name who, who we have up there a Custer a, I,
6: I, I, that was a great one Custer hey.
3: you, you blonde haired blue eyed son of a bitch to quote Al Swearengen from Deadwood
6: because <laughs> I, I just feel like he was like so wild and out there, like he was putting on a show, and then he ended up getting so embarrassed in the end.
3: Well, we had a uh, we had a pretty good one here for you too. Because I'm going to go, we'll put this one down. Nobody can see shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Another piece of poster board wasted. Um, but uh, one weird fact we found out about uh, Custer that I thought was pretty interesting was um, let's scroll over here. Dad, you just want to do that the, the top ten here after we get Mike's pick. Yeah, well, we'll have Mike make like, a pick. And what we'll are you thinking for, uh, who, who should definitely be in the top ten?
2: Didn't I uh, give you... Uh, we well, gave
3: us one already. Could, I,
2: I, I told you, yeah, John Astin slash Brian O'Halloran. and Allan Poe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, Custer was kind of a dick.
3: That's uh, that's actually the one we got the Sunquist family on, because they were traveling out near Little Bighorn, and then we just wrote, uh, our title was uh, uh, Custer Hero uh, uh, Cow... No, was it... Hero douchebag or something like that what was the title for him, Dad.
1: Uh, let me find it. Just to be let me that cocky and then I got a <laughs> Russell Papers in this episode. I mean, why did why we stop doing it? Yeah, Custer was Custer was a dick. Hero I mean, general <laughs> douchebag. Yeah. George oh, exactly. Armstrong Custer, hero general, douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dick,
2: douchebag. They they yeah. both are. Yeah, fitting. App-
1: appropriate. Because uh, yeah. Th-
2: well,
6: and then Pancho Villa was the...
2: Loved that episode. It
6: was a great episode. Was, but is he a loser? Because uh, they made that song Poncho and Lefty. I mean, he's
2: kind of a hero. <laughs> and I mean, you know, we, we all wear ponchos. True.
3: <laughs> well, that, that's the crazy part. The most I've learned uh, on the show has been about Mexico, where it's like in uh, the United States, we venerate our founding fathers. In Mexico, you got to die. All right, <laughs> <laughs> They publicly assassinate most of the good guys over there. Um, he kind they, of invented the reality show. That's what I loved about him, too, that he would uh, – there was a, a movie deal he struck with the Americans that um, it, he would fight his battles during the day. Had to be during
1: the day so they had the, the, so the proper lighting. film him while he was fighting <laughs> right. the, the Mexican. The first cannon
6: Star over here. It's the magic hour.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, reality TV. I
3: mean, come on.
6: Yeah. Oh my God,
3: <laughs> he's a he's a pioneer. I just picture him giving roses out to people as he kills them, but um, <laughs> not for nothing here. So I, I want to get into the uh, the top ten because I have to be respectful of Mike and Ming's time. I can only abuse the Kahuna when they're not here. That's so, right. Um,
2: no, you can abuse the hell out of them while we're here. Right? Yeah, <laughs> go for it. It's all well, good. Well, he brought
3: muscle in now, I man.
2: We got Sarah in the
3: back over here. He's a he's a tough customer back there, man. Yep. You think
0: he's on my side? Right. He's on their side.
3: Oh, okay. Never mind.
1: We're good to go. You're we in deep the bounce. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So. All right, number 10. We, we rated him uh, from uh, the 10, 10 to 1. So yes, we're doing coming, coming in style, number 10. Coming in at number 10, we had William Jennings Bryan, always a bridesmaid, never a president. <laughs> <laughs> As a guy that uh, ran for president three times and lost three times and uh, just never quite put it all together. He was the spirit animal of the show, too, because yeah. that was um, –
3: Every time he ran, somebody just slightly better came out, or, or uh, he got robbed out of the election. Because McKinley, they, uh, J.P. Morgan, all those guys, they just completely out, uh, out, out outspent beat. them. And then, <laughs> and then he finally gets his act together and loses to Teddy fucking Roosevelt. Man, yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: so, weird Jersey tie-in we had for that one was uh, that uh, he served as the Secretary of State. That was the highest office he would ever hold. For President Woodrow Wilson, who oh, a, a Jersey tie-in, a former New Jersey governor. That's right. Uh, Number nine, LP, what do you got for number nine? Number
1: nine, Nine. let me find it here first. Number nine, that was the uh, Garfield episode, which we really didn't rate Garfield as the uh, number ninth loser, but because of Gateau coming out of that episode, from our research, we had to really put Garfield at number nine. It's <laughs> <laughs> He's a
3: poor son of a bitch, man.
1: The forgotten assassinated president. <laughs> we covered him on that one. Now, uh, number eight here, we got... Uh, number eight, got to rustle some more papers here.
3: Garfield episode we have... did have the best joke, though. That was time. my favorite joke we've written, that uh, he, he got shot on... Um, he got. We, we traced back the day that he was shot, because um, he died 100 days uh, after he was shot, I believe. And I looked it up on the counter. I forget what year it was. I want to say it was like 18... 80 something and uh, I looked it up and I traced it back and I, I realized that it was a Monday and then that was the joke for and that is why Garfield, Garfield hates, hates Mondays Monday. oh, that's <laughs> why he Mondays oh my
1: god
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow
6: You went the whole episode without nailing that joke, and I'm going, why isn't he making a Garfield
3: joke? (laughs) And then at the end, you just went, ooh! The fact that my mother's laughing on the couch makes me feel good right now. Love that you sat on it.
1: (laughs) All right, number eight, we had uh, Geronimo, Native American (laughs) badass. Okay, uh, tough guy, man, tough dude. Uh, Evaded capture from pretty much, uh, what was it, like a fourth
3: of the the U.S. Army? One-fourth
1: of the entire U.S. Army was uh, looking for him, and he was able to uh, pull the skedaddle on him numerous times, off the reservation at least three times, and his history goes back to, uh, you know... I just
3: realized that's where that fucking phrase comes from. Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
2: Geronimo when you jump out of a plane.
3: Right. That was uh, the the World War II uh, paratroopers. In order to show they were brave, they would try to pretend they were like Geronimo.
1: Right (laughs) Right before the start of the Second World War. Um, this whole new thing the paratroops was being developed and there was a movie coming out of Hollywood from like I don't know 1939 or something that was named Geronimo all these trainees are watching this movie and like holy crap this guy Geronimo is one serious badass and that's when they all started taking on the Native American persona that we're going to be yelling Geronimo to show how how badass we are jumping out of a perfectly good airplane Started shaving their heads into like mohawk haircuts and everything else to uh, really take on that. Plus, it's
6: genetically so much cooler to yell Geronimo than Yawning
5: Man. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Um, so yeah, Geronimo was uh, and fighting against all uh, invaders. First, it was the Spanish, then it was the Mexicans, and then later the Americans. And the guy, you know, had his mother. His wife and his three kids all killed on the same day from yeah, these foreign invaders. If you, put, um, if you heard Geronimo talk about the Mexicans, you
3: would think he was wearing a Make America Great Again hat while he did it. <laughs> yes. He's got some opinions. Yeah. Um, number seven, I want you guys to know, we, we are, it is a history show, it is a comedy show, but it's also, we're very progressive on the show, Dad. I like to think that we're, at, at the heart, we are a social justice core. And we want to tear down the glass ceiling and let all you little girls out there know that if you want... Someday you, too, can be a loser.
5: (laughs) (laughs) At number
1: seven. (laughs) It's an equal opportunity uh, loserdom. At number seven, the major of loserdom. The deadliest woman in America, Typhoid Mary. Poisoned
3: over 50 people, possibly unknowingly, with typhoid (laughs) fever. Uh, now, Jersey tie in you had for her, real quick, LP. Uh, She's yeah. skanky. It's kind of t- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. She's the
1: queen Dirty skank. Bitch.
3: <laughs> Dude, could you imagine if there was a club uh, down at Seaside named Typhoid Marys? It would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's one here in Belmore It's called
4: DJs.
2: So, uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Were
3: we going to
2: get them to sponsor those? The, never mind. Man. Uh, not, <laughs> it ain't happening now. It was so. worth it.
1: That was the joke of the episode right there. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think we'll get those for sponsors, huh? No. um, (laughs) But uh, you had a a weird, a quick jersey tie-in? A real quick tie-in, yeah. I mean, she was uh, already found out that that she's the carrier of typhoid, not being sick herself, but, you know, and then she is released or just pulls a skedaddle and takes on an assumed name and they really weren't sure where the heck she was between 1912 and 1914, but speculation was she was in our own Newfoundland, New Jersey, working for a family there, working in a sanitarium, cooking in a sanitarium there and it was also a, a uh, an inn that she was cooking in there in uh, our own Newfoundland, New Jersey. So outstanding. Uh, you know, she wasn't just in New York City; she sp- spread the spread the good news far and wide. Now she had a son too uh, down in at Atlantic Highlands. His name was Kevin Smith. Is that correct?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh. something, something like that. Yikes!
3: Uh, well, I think he changed his name to Smith to that's avoid. A- <laughs> Well, um, we're going to move on now. Number six here. Uh, number six, LP. What do you got? You number, number six? Sacco
1: and Vanzetti,
3: sons of anarchy. Yeah. Um, so this one time uh, at band camp, we uh, executed <laughs> two guys. <laughs> <laughs> the entire world was protesting these killings. It went down in Boston too, by I think it was Old Smoky was the chair they got cooked in. But uh, they were two Italian anarchists that got put to death. One of them oddly looks a little bit like you, Mark. Okay. <laughs> And it's the handsome one. They okay. say we all look alike. Aren't, they on the, aren't right. the
0: Sclery brothers on the board over there?
3: They are. They're, uh, they, they're That on infamous there. photo of the two of them when they're handcuffed together. Um, but my Uncle Polly came in for that episode, and he got all of his research from the Italian Gazette. So after we took out all the racial epithets, we were able to get some good research <laughs> on it. Um, uh,
1: there was a tie in there, too, because uh, they were very much involved with this whole... Anarchist movement and everything else, but the hotbed of these Italian immigrant anarchists was our own Patterson, New Jersey, with the Lean uh, on me. yeah, yeah, with the uh, silk workers' strike in Patterson. There was like forty thousand people, men, women, and children who went on on strike, and eventually that led to eight-hour workdays and uh, you know all, the, all those good things that uh, they were striking against. But the Gatto house in Halden was like the uh, union headquarters. It's a national landmark. Right yeah, it's here, now so. a sports bar, uh, which <laughs> so is great. So. There you go. A lot and, of TVs.
6: And you guys tied in the Ghostbusters.
1: Also, <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That's right.
5: It's How a victory you in my Don
3: yeah. at, uh, at number five, we have uh, we have uh, Mike's personal favorite loser here, Mr. Uh, Edgar Allen Poe. Edgar Allen
1: Poe. So he's, he's uh, in the Edgar top five. Edgar Allen O'Halloran, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: going to beat that one to death. He's like, oh, what's he... Th- He's going after me. What I thought we were friends. <laughs> we are, Brian. Don't worry about it.
3: No, I, I love O'Halloran. I just wish he would have showed up when I invited him to do the show. <laughs> <That's>, oh. <laughs> or release the episode of us roasting him. That, that would have been nice.
2: Yes. Or any of the episodes of the O'Halloran, Ming was telling
3: me.
5: Yes. Oh, yes. yes. God.
2: The he's like Prince. All that shit's just gonna end up like after he's dead, you know, O'Halloran sessions. <laughs> yeah. Or when he stops paying rent on one of his uh, storage units, he's going to be on uh, Storage Wars. <laughs> storage Wars. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um,
3: now uh, the weird thing with number five, at Edgar Allan Poe, was that he was the uh, the first ever professional writer. That that was the he was the first guy to ever try to make it on his own. Now the Raven was an overnight success. Like we said, died, beaten, delirious, in another man's clothes in the streets of Baltimore, in an act known as gerrymandering, which. Uh, If you thought elections were contentious now, they used to ask you who you voted for, and if they didn't like who you said, they'd tell you to go vote for their guy. And then if you didn't do that, then they'd They'd kick the the shit shit out out of you. Right. They used to shave you and send you back to vote again. So
1: vote early and
3: often. Yeah, that's that's the way we did it. Ugh, embarrassing on that one. But. Uh,
1: a real remote Jersey tie-in on Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. He once took a shit in Little Falls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. And didn't flush. Not, not the town. And Typhoid <laughs> Mary was right there after him. The Great Patterson <laughs> Falls. <laughs> 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 That's right. um, sequel to The Murder of the Rue Morgue, which he wrote, was A Mystery of Marie Raguette, And it's uh, uh, alluded to that while visiting uh, at John Jacob Astor's villa... In our own beloved Hoboken, New Whoa, Jersey. Ah, Hoboken. Is, there was a, a murder in New York City. This um, They called her a cigar girl that uh, was found dead at the entrance to this cave over in Hoboken. And uh, he based what was happening in the current news of the day and based that off of uh, this mystery novel that he wrote, uh, The the Mystery of Marie Roget.
2: Father of the detective novel.
1: And, Correct. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. And, uh,
3: it was, uh, it was interesting, too, because he uh, he wrote... He was a prolific writer, man. I mean, he really... Uh, he got paid half a penny a word. Mm-hmm. And he used to... Uh, my favorite thing, too, is he was so good at his job that he would... Uh, when he was a, a writer or editor, LP, you're killing me with this papers nonsense It's all part of the show, I mean. What's, a, <laughs> I hear you. what's, what's an American American
1: American? loser without... Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: man, you saw our numbers drop down immediately. We had 21. We're down to 17 It's now, just oh. your
2: kryptonite, buddy. <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, all right, so what are we up to? Four? Moving on to a uh, uh, hero general douchebag, uh, Mr. George Armstrong Custer. <laughs> right. Lost all his men at Little Bighorn in a battle with Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse. Um, and, uh, by the way, my uh, Native American name, Dad, I realized what it would be. A uh, little inside joke here for anybody who knows me since I'm adopted. The, running uh, dumb shit? No,
5: it's <laughs> 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 um,
3: uh, As soon as you said running, everybody realized it was unrealistic. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> For the, the pretty lady on the couch over there, uh, my name is, uh, I, I'd be dances with Armenians. So. <laughs> Circle <laughs> when, dance. Yeah, when the Armenians, that's how white Armenians are, by the way. They're allowed to adopt white Irish babies. So just an interesting take on that <laughs> one. But, um, yeah, uh, so not only did um, Custer come in last in his class in West Point and ignored the intelligence at the time and told his men, literally on his way into battle at Little Bighorn, we'll be home for dinner, boys. Yeah. Didn't quite go that way, did it? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird fact I found. I opened up an old book I had as a kid, and I have him just open up to a page, and it's Custer laying out like like Burt Reynolds on the bearskin rug. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is weird here, okay? <laughs> um, earlier in his life, Custer was assigned, because he was such a, a brilliant scout and excellent horseman. He was fantastic on a horse. There's no way uh, around that. Um, he was assigned to help take uh, uh, as the guide to a Russian Grand Duke named Alexis Alexanodronovov. Did you you pronounce
1: that right, Kev? Yes,
3: that's correct. Okay. Um, Actually, I think you're supposed to hock a loogie while you're saying (laughs) that. You don't have enough phlegm to really pronounce it correctly. (laughs) Yeah, I need another spit shield, Kahuna. (laughs) We're fucking up here. But, um, yeah, he was in America, and he wanted to go on a, a buffalo hunt, which was a huge thing. Now, after the Grand Duke personally killed over a dozen buffalo, Alexis was so excited he grabbed and kissed a bewildered custer. And Custer goes, man, this is embarrassing, if you thought that was embarrassing.
1: Must be the blonde hair and the blue eyes.
3: Yeah, that's a thing, (laughs) I guess, right? Um, But that being said, we're now into the top three. We will get you guys home here shortly. I apologize.
1: All right, number three. Nobody's mentioned him uh, thus far, and I think because he doesn't have the name recognition. But But he's uh, the
3: biggest scumbag.
1: uh, He's number
3: one scumbag, number three loser.
1: number, Number three loser is James Wilkinson, the spy who led us? Question mark. Yeah, so uh, this guy is considered the worst founding father.
3: Um, he, uh, two times at two separate times, he was in charge of the entire Continental Army, and the entire time, everybody knew it, but he was revealed to be a spy for Spain. The yeah, entire he, was time. On, he
1: was on the, Span- <laughs> the S- Spanish payroll. He was working with Aaron Burr to actually set up their own country west of the Mississippi. They wanted to have
3: for Burr's. Con- then, when he realized that Burr's conspiracy wasn't going to work, he betrayed him and ratted him out to Washington right. or Jefferson, rather, I
1: think. No, and, Washington. And all the documents that were proving Burr's um, complicity in this whole thing were written in Spanish, and the only guy that could interpret or translate that was him, and he blanked out anything that had any kind of incomplete Hey, I just made the same noise you did that day. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. God damn it! <laughs> Do I throw it? In hey, you didn't, cur- on you the didn't couch. curse at him! But, well, uh, yeah, he was uh, you know a little-known... Uh, early founding father loser and all the other founding fathers knew that he was a loser but he's he's still a, he still got was, the job He's the only guy
3: who could have handled the job. Now, um, there, did you, you guys ever watch The Shield? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's on FX. My favorite show, uh, honestly, but there's, there's that scene when um, they bring Vic in to bail his own two guys out because they got busted with coke and they're like, it's part of an undercover sting. We're working on something here and then they just kind of like get away with it but um, <laughs> there's literally a scene just like that where Wilkinson's men uh, who are supposed to be sneaking him the Spanish doubloons, get captured, all right, because they murdered one of the guys on, like, a riverboat or something like that. And then they send uh, his uh, his witnesses um, uh, pretty much send for Wilkinson. And Wilkinson's, like, the officer in charge. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, these guys are working on a thing for me. And uh, then when he what he purposefully did was... He goes, oh, I speak Spanish, like my father was just saying, and then he completely changed the guy's story as the guy was telling it to him so that he goes, yeah, you're okay. You're free to go, man. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You're off the hook here. So <laughs> total scumbag. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt even wrote a terrible letter about him saying that he was the most cowardly and disgraceful man in the history of America. So when T.R. don't like you, I don't like you neither. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, and it, I think one no, of the reasons we, we rated him so high on the loser scale, bringing him in at number three is that All these other losers, I mean, you know, Typhoid Mary, Oh, she killed some people, um, you know, and some of these others that they had limited impact. But here's a guy that was betraying the entire country, very similar to Benedict Arnold, but, uh, you know, trying to. But he wasn't a
6: pussy whip. Yeah,
1: he was trying to. Right. He was was his own man and (laughs) was trying to create his own country, not just betray his country, but I'm going to start my own. (laughs) <laughs> well, now that leads us right into the loser number two here. Uh, we're
3: going to get to uh, so there was that big musical Hamilton, all right, and uh, the villain in Hamilton is Aaron Burr, and uh, Burr really if he had played one or two things differently, like just imagine if we heard in the news today that uh, a, a vice that Mike Pence shot a man dead in a duel, you know, it be or if a couple of years ago Biden, the idea of Biden shooting someone dead in a duel, we'd be like, really, <laughs> and it happened in Jersey? That's kind of weird. Number two, Aaron Burr The uh, what, what do we call him, the disgraced founding father? The disgraced founding father One Aaron of my Burr. favorite episodes we did
1: A Jersey boy though Kids from Newark, of course, hey, he's going to shoot a couple. Newark, people. that's right. You got to be able to handle yourself.
2: Now I can't stop thinking about Biden shooting a guy in a duel, <laughs> and I think it has to happen.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's weird because he's also massaging the guy's shoulders as he's shooting him. It's very uncomfortable. It's, it's a no teachable moment. <laughs> But well, my father's right. He is a Jersey boy, born in uh, Newark. Now, the duel was held in Weehawk in New Jersey, too, by the way. Uh, Burr was also uh, married in the Hermitage, which is a building still standing in Hohokus, New Jersey. Uh, so Burr was the vice president to Thomas Jefferson. He's the first guy to ever have um, – because back in the day, it used to be that if you won the most votes, you won president. If you got the second most votes, you were the vice president. So this is the first time ever that Burr and Jefferson realized that – uh, they're kind of at a lock that he goes well listen if you make me your vice president then i'll kind of you know stand down my claim or whatever and then burr creates this little thing known as tammany hall or the the friends of saint And we did a three-part episode on and it's the most so literally an idea that aaron burr had back in the day to try to fuck over thomas jefferson uh out of uh you know the election is later becomes the political machine that builds the entire upper west side and develops all of harlem so Anybody can do anything. If you want to embezzle your money and uh, if you want to be a part of uh, racketeering and uh, just brutal, 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 all sorts of – I mean, what would you even call the word for that at some point? I don't even
1: know. Political machine? Yeah, I guess political (laughs) – that's the
3: thing, man.
2: Scumbaggery?
1: Yeah. Anybody can be a scumbag. (laughs) You put your
3: mind to it. The more you know. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's number two on there. Uh, which brings us to number one. We already covered miscongeniality, Congeniality, by the way. That, that's what we want to call Charles J. Gateau, is, is miscongeniality Congeniality for you, Kona, all right? So we covered yeah,
1: that, we, we couldn't really rank Gateau no, because good. we never did an episode specifically on Gateau. It's Guiteau. all good. But, uh, yeah, that was miscongeniality. Congeniality. Yeah, it has to go to a Part of his Guiteau. brain,
3: by the way, his brain and the pistol he used to shoot um, President Garfield are uh, still available to be seen uh, near Mark's house down in Philadelphia at the Mutter Museum.
1: Mm. so field trip field, field trip. trip that's another one we gotta get in but um, American Loser on the road we'll, now, see, we'll see Sarah Winchester's house in California by going through Philadelphia on the way yeah that's <laughs> a, of course
2: <laughs> stop for the cheese steaks there you go <laughs> that's when you get your Ginos.
3: oh yeah <laughs> okay. Channel, yeah that's when we get these bastards the, the History
2: Channel team. money
3: um Now, that being said, uh, we're going to get into the final one here, and I want this to be the last thing we talk about. So uh, while we're wrapping up here, we still got some people uh, tuning in. Uh, Hey, Pat Stout, my old boss from Rock and Roll Pizza, just popped in. I miss that guy, man. He's a good dude.
1: Oh, Um, hey, before we go to number one, we just have to throw in, too, one of the things that we owe Aaron Burr for. He's the co-founder of the College of New Jersey.
3: Oh, shit. I totally forgot. Yeah.
1: That is now known (laughs) as Princeton University. Ah, yes.
3: (laughs) All right. Oh, damn.
1: So... Small community college Yeah uh,
3: it, it was very cool It was uh, <laughs> Tossing some shade Out here Rick Um But uh, I, I'll, I'll get my Dumb emotional bullshit I have to do My Susan Lucci speech Out of the way Before we can just Go out on a high note With the number one Loser here um, Or a Margaret, high note Or a low have note have to uh, It's Well uh, we gotta I gotta get these guys A new high and away. low You know it's <laughs> um, Well first of all The studio's not close To where we live But it's so much Fucking fun here That's why it's Totally worth the ride To come down um, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for, for you know expenses and stuff like that, try to move, grow the show and move forward and everything. But, again, the show happened because I was bitching on the phone. I wanted to write this book, and my buddy Mark Riccadona, who's here, and it's important to me that you were a guest tonight, sir. Yeah, you, yeah. you helped this come into reality, and you're going to be involved with the next couple steps we have with it, Yay. Yay! Um, then, also, uh, Mike and Ming, you guys incredibly kind to me. Cannot thank you enough. Thanks for creating this fucking this bizarro mongoloid man-child world (laughs) that we all get to enjoy
4: (laughs) this is our world man bizarro mongoloid or not yeah Yeah. and
3: uh we love that you're here we truly do oh dude this is uh again if we try to do this at the house uh because we thought we we were trying to like figure out what the money is like how many episodes before we could have just bought the equipment ourselves? and it's like you're not buying the equipment you're you're buying the experience i get to bring family members in here i get to bring uh uh, you know friends in here other comics and The comics walk in it, they all first of all, that's the number one thing they all want to take photos of is I think it's gonna show up in the No, it's just to the right over here. Um the Golden Girl Skateboard.
4: Yeah, move, move the <laughs> camera if you need uh, yeah. pan over if you'd like to.
3: The uh the Golden Girl Skateboard, that is the number one uh thing that every all the comics want to yep. take their picture with. And uh but you guys got cool shit in here all the time, and it's it's just a blast. And uh Kahuna, you are an integral part of the show, buddy. It's not the same without you. Okay? So I know you're going to be humble
2: Sometimes it's shit. better. <laughs> <laughs> when you have other, you know,
1: yeah. people. Yeah. I, I missed the jaw drop of uh, this, this particular uh, podcast, though. I mean, this oh, the, tonight. This episode. We didn't make Kahuna's, <laughs> like, his mouth open, jaw hit, like, what the
0: fuck? No, in memories I did. I, I <laughs> forgot all <laughs> about <laughs> the stupid elevator. <laughs>
1: all right. There you go. We well, uh,
3: realize how bad it would be, too, though, if um, if we did have his jaw dropping. Because as Mike's pointed out sometimes, some of uh, Kahuna's, um, what do we want to call it? them kerfuffles is that a good word <laughs> sure let's go with that um but uh, uh if you did have jaw-dropping moments tonight it would be embarrassing for you because you were the sound engineer on like 90 percent of the show <laughs> and we're just doing a recap episode but uh my favorite thing mike ever said though about you was he goes yeah it's uh sometimes you guys will say something and you'll be like yeah so it's kind of like this and then kahuna like a minute or two later goes so it's kind of like this. And then you'll say the exact same thing back to us, and we're just like, oh, boy, we're on a 10-second delay today, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thanks, Mike. But, buddy, you bring, a, <laughs> you bring an awesome energy into it, man. I know you're the, the sound engineer for all the shows here for the most part of Shared Universe, but you, we, you're you very important to this show. So thank you for everything you do. Always, Amen. man. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Lawrence Patrick. Yes, sir. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, thanks for making me love history, dude. I love no. you. Thanks for being the co-host on this thing.
1: All so, right. all those family trips that we took, there uh, had to be a fort or something involved uh, yeah, d- d- somewhere along the way. It didn't well, all go to waste. I'm slowly Your mother's shaking you. her head right now. One that,
3: trip to Kahuna, Mom. <laughs> I'm to Kahuna, Jesus. One trip I'm on the mind. <laughs> one trip to Cancun instead, and Dad wouldn't be writing research papers in his fucking 60s right now. So. Yeah, but, uh,
1: yeah I, I do have to say that you're, I hate you for that part of it, that doing freaking research. <laughs> do more research for this podcast than I have ever done in my 34 years of teaching. It's but, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
5: well,
3: yeah, because your first couple of years of teaching, you worked hard after that. You're just phoning it in. No. You know, counting down till retirement. There are those, but. So, that being said, I, I want to thank also all the, the super fans out there. Uh, you guys know exactly who you are. I tried to give as many shout outs as I could on this one. Of course, I'm going to forget somebody. I'm sorry. Yell at me about it later. We'll bring you guys up on another episode. We will be out. This one will be out uh, tomorrow for the regular audio listeners. Uh, we're going to do a, a two-banger on Sunday. we got a uh, two killer guests coming in that I'm very excited about. We're going to keep this thing going. So every Tuesday, Lose that you can enjoy American Loser, guys. Um, without further ado, um, I hope you guys all know how much it means to me that we're, you guys are uh, – this is my fucking dumb dream. But uh, let's get to number one here. We knew about this guy since – how old was I when we went to Gettysburg? Uh, that was many moons ago. But I, I want to say I was in third or fourth grade. Yeah, I would so think. We go to this trip and we find out about this guy. By the name of Dan Sickles And you think his story is interesting Because he gets his leg blown off And you can see his leg, it's preserved Yeah, you can could, you could see him as being the hero because uh, The leg
0: and the cannonball, right? Yeah. Yes,
3: taken off by a cannonball, off his horse And then he, uh, he smartly uh, lit a cigar As he was being taken off yeah, the As he's
1: carried off the field So he doesn't rattle the troops Who are now in the process of getting annihilated um, He didn't want to upset the boys but uh, as they're carrying him off, he lights up a cigar just to let them know that, uh, hey, although they shot me off the horse, I'm, I'm all right and it's all good. And I, Somewhere around here is the rest of my leg. Somebody want to pick up my leg
5: before, before <laughs> hey, we leave?
1: Leg. Yeah. So you hear what a wild man this guy is just for losing the
3: leg and then keeping it preserved in a bo- I think he kept it in a, a, a barrel of whiskey or something. Yeah. He, and then it, you can now see it. it it's at the Army um, uh, Hospital Museum. So it's it's still available to be seen. You think that's a good story in and of itself. Then you find out the aftermath and the – the before. he is Star Wars where you start in the middle and it's fascinating. And then you had to give him the epilogues and the prologues, all that other shit. So where it starts off is that he's a Tammany Hall guy, all right? So the, the corrupt political machine of Aaron Burr puts this guy into power. He becomes a, a representative, right? Yeah, so, state, A state representative. So he goes overseas um, as a, a – you know, an uh, emissary of the president, if you will. Let's
1: just back it up a little bit, because yeah, there's too much shit with this guy. It, it, this, this guy goes on and on. He gets elected th- through the workings of Tammany Hall as a Democrat in the city of New York to go up to Albany to be the uh, representative, which is a Republican-dominated uh, house at the time, and he starts parading around the assembly hall or the the uh, yeah the state assembly that. With known prostitutes kind of a stuff, which was, like, strictly verboten at the at Pretty the
5: woman walking down the street, <laughs> exactly. pretty
1: hookers. Exactly. And then through other political tie-ins with—who uh, um, was the president? Well, it was of the, President Buchanan was the one he was hooked up to. No, he, he got tied in with Buchanan, but Buchanan got appointed by— uh, Who was the predecessor
3: to Buchanan? Pierce? Uh, No, Pierce came after
1: because Pierce was. No, no, yeah, it was
3: Pierce then Buchanan, I think.
1: Pierce, all right, so. I might be screwing that up. Buchanan gets appointed to go over to be emissary to England, and he brings um, Dan Sickles along with him as his secretary, quote unquote. Now, meanwhile, Sickles is already married with a good-looking younger wife. She was an Italian broadfellas. And, yeah, (laughs) uh, the the daughter of a a well-known opera uh, star, and she's got her first child. He leaves them home, goes over to England with Buchanan with another prostitute and introduces this prostitute to the Queen of England (laughs) under a fictitious name, but she's got the last name of one of his uh, newspaper rivals back in New York City. This guy was just a character. So imagine if uh, Coon, if if I went over to uh, England, right, and I'm
3: uh, I'm on some sp- big thing or whatever, and I introduce, uh, I bring a hooker, and uh, you know the hooker sitting there, she's like, you know, obviously she's a hooker, she's got you know uh, very hooker like qualities, torn and, uh, stocking, yeah. cigarette with a long yeah. and I, I introduce Frack her, addiction, okay. <laughs> yeah. I introduce Hanging her to out the with K. queen. K. And I say at the end... (laughs) I say at the very... uh, When I introduce her to the Queen, I say, Oh, yeah, by the way, this is my friend, uh, uh, Ken Krantz. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so he's a wild guy to begin with. Then when he comes back... Now, the the wife that he's been openly cheating on, uh, she actually gets into a, uh, a, a passionate affair with the son of Francis Scott Key.
1: Yeah, well, then... Um, Sickles actually elevates himself to be not only a state representative. Buchanan uh, gets elected president, and at the same time he is now a congressman from New York and is is sent off to Washington, D.C. Sickles is now like the number one advisor to Buchanan. You didn't get an audience with Buchanan without going through Sickles first. So, I mean, he's got some definite... No one sees the wizard. Not
3: no way, not no how. (laughs)
1: That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Without going through Mr. Dan Sickles. And he's like... uh, He's... the the party guy of Washington, D.C., and he's got this young hottie wife, and uh, he's hobnobbing back and forth, but then um, he also starts partying down with uh, the son of Francis Scott Key, the guy who wrote our Star Star Spangled Banner. Banner. That's right. Um, And then it turns out that Mrs. Sickles, and I forget his name, his first name, but
3: don't matter she was blowing him Francis Scott's
1: <laughs> son uh, yeah, they start in and she on on the side too. so she's cheating on him and uh, sickles himself is cheating on everybody else, but it was you know perfectly fine for him to be cheating, but not for her. and then he shoots. He shoots the guy dead in Lafayette Park, which is Remember where he shoots him, the by the
3: way, though? Do you remember where on his body he shoots him? Because Tristan's making sure we get it right in the comments here.
1: <laughs> yeah. In the dick. <laughs> yeah, right. He took care of his man parts with the first shot. Right. Um,
3: so now here's the best part, because we got to get the hell out of here. Um, so shoots the guy in the dick. Uh, the guy dies. Now, he, he shoots him in front of witnesses, too, on a crowded street in oh, the yeah, middle of Oh, yeah, broad daylight. Right within sight of the White House. Shoots the guy dead, then uh, uses the insanity defense. It's the first time in American history. Temporary, temporary insanity. insanity.
1: Temporary insanity defense. And Because uh, he's like muttering
3: to himself, like, shoot, they violated my bed, they violated my bed. And uh, gets away with it. It works, okay? So now he's off scot-free, and the, uh, the entire country's like, – there's a marching band that when he gets away with murdering Francis Scott Key's son, <laughs> the Marine Corps marching band comes in, and there's a parade carrying Sickles down the street for shoot – because they, they were encouraging it. You, you shot your uh, – the man who was trying to sleep with your wife. He's a hero, and there is – then takes the wife back. Uh, gets his reputation's ruined again. They're like, oh, pussy, took your girl Yeah, back. He, he forgave her of her right. uh, transgressions. Then in order to win uh, back some of his valor, he goes and fights at Gettysburg, where he creates this idea that he's the hero of Gettysburg, gets himself this awesome appointment in, uh, in Spain. He was, what would they call himself, the, the Yankee king of uh, the Carolinas? He was in charge of the Carolinas after the war, banging all the Southern chicks. Then, uh, with one leg. Yep, with one leg. Then gets himself sent over to Spain, where he's a, an ambassador, if you will, and winds up hooking up with the deposed queen of Spain. So now he's banging he's former banging royalty. Okay. Tries to get the U.S. to start a war, possibly to put the girl he's hooking up with back into power. Um, and he's just writing like these letters where they're like, nothing, nothing's bad right now. Spain's pretty cool, man. We're, we're like relaxing. We're going to go to war with them eventually. But this is my favorite part. This is why he is the number one. So Gettysburg, where he is you know, arguably a buffoon slash hero. Uh, he gets uh, all this money together in classic Tammany Hall fashion. We're raising money. We're going to have a battlefield monument for all the generals that fought there. Uh, all the generals are represented at Gettysburg, correct, Ed? Except? Except Dan Sickles, because get this, he took all the money that they saved up and raised for uh, for his own memorial, and he embezzled it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: he embezzled the money for his own monument. So... You, you lose your leg, you, you get away with like, and and we the we did it. It was a two episode day. So you go with William Jennings Bryan, who is the best human being ever, who did everything right, and it never worked out for him. And on the same day, we do Devil Dan Sickles, who did everything like a piece of shit, and is somehow still a <laughs> hero. But uh, guys, any other closing comments here? This was. Uh, thank you so much. I'm sorry we went long. We always do.
0: Thank but, you for no, always taking me away from my cartoons
1: <laughs> to come and do this show. Yeah, I actually, you were watching it. cartoons I when was watching.
0: In I was watching <laughs> cartoons when they walked in. But truly, I I love listening to this show. I love being on it. Man, that means and, a lot, man. And also having you as the friend and meeting you and all your family, it's been awesome.
3: Well, you got to come to BurkFest this year. That's the only catch. So yeah, because <laughs> I happened to miss this one past summer. Well, I did too, so it's my fault. <laughs> But uh, again, Mike and Mike, thank you so much, guys. You- Congratulations, one year. It's amazing. You got it. We can officially retire now, Dad. That's, That's the good news. No, but, you can't. Don't retire now. <laughs> Please don't
4: retire. Please don't. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week, Mark. I can't wait to have you back on. You took the, a very long drive to be here today, oh, man. Thank, thank you very you for much, brother. It's so, an honor. You guys know I love everybody at this table, man. And uh, guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, one year of uh, just a good goddamn time. All right, and uh, that was my name. Uh, well, I'm the loser this week. All right, I'm KP Burke, and that was American Loser.